Hey, thanks for tuning in today to another episode of Being Trans. Um, a lot of times I like to deviate from just saying what is trans subjects. I don't, I, I don't think that I should just focus solely on everything that is around being trans because this is about my life. Bringing you into my world so you can see what it's like being me. And hopefully get you to see what it's like that I'm just as normal as everybody else. I have the same issues. I have the same problems. I have the same stresses. The same battles with an ex-partner. Um, yeah. Just the same as everybody else. Um, the only difference is <laughs> I don't like the way my body feels. And that I don't like the way it looks. And how it works. It just doesn't work for me. And it's not a matter of God says this or God says that, because I've I've read the Bible enough to point out that you're a bunch of pack of liars if you think that it says anywhere in there that I can't exist. And I'm not going to even get into the homosexuality side or anything else like that because I'm just trying to exist. Not really trying to find a partner to be with or anything else like that. I just want to live. I would love to have a, uh, a full-time job. Um, but unfortunately, it feels like more and more the discrimination that exists around getting employed is double fold. Not only do I have the, dis well, triple fold. I have, I'm 50 years old. That's kind of a huge negative because people don't think I want to stay around, but I, I just want a job where, where I do stay around <laughs> because you've treated me so well that I wouldn't even contemplate leaving. Um, I would love to have decent wage and just stay there. Oh, if that happens, great. It doesn't, I'm not shocked. Then I have the issue of, well, I have a lot of education and it really is a bad, a big turnoff for people when you show up with a lot of education and I don't know why. I mean, any business that turns away someone who knows stuff is kind of a fool. I mean, granted, if you're looking at, you know, flipping burgers and you've got a master's, uh, a doctorate's degree, you got to start wondering about a few things. But that's okay. That's the way life is. Then I'm trans. That's another issue all on its own. And then I'm a trans woman. There's another issue. Women don't get jobs as easily as men do. You know, like I said in the past, all I have to do is just go back. Detransition, so to speak, to a certain extent. And I could probably get a job with ease. I just can't do it. I, 
I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't quite understand about being trans. When a person is trans and they're face to face with you, that is that person is showing you the truth about themselves. They are showing you the honest side of whom they are. Like it or not, it's still honesty. And honesty is a beautiful thing, especially when a person is willing to show you the most vulnerable side of them. And that being completely honest. It's very seldom that you'll find an employee who is capable of being 100% honest. Um, the trans community is that way. They, there's nothing left to be dishonest about. There is nothing left to hide. You've hidden so much throughout your life that you that you end up finally just saying, fuck it, I'm going to be honest with everybody. And if you don't like it, that's just too damn bad. Yeah, we lose 90% of our friends and our family. We lose jobs. We lose housing. We lose everything. But we're honest about it. And that that's very difficult. You know, I realize that I am not everybody's piece of cake. Do I give a damn? No, I, I really, really don't anymore. It's one of those things you, you just have to take me as I am. I'm a good parent. I strive to better my community. I strive to better educate those around me. And that's a good thing. That is something that should be acknowledged. That is something that we should see as a good thing. I'm not greedy. I'm not a thief. I'm not violent. And those are important things in life. And I give a flying fuck about how the world is. I, I saw something that... I'm not a Trump supporter. I really don't like Donald Trump. I think he's... He's a horrible individual. And it says a lot about those who voted for him. As well. You can disguise it all you want. You can try and say, oh no, he's doing good. And I'm sorry, but... You cannot balance good with evil, and you cannot balance evil with good. You cannot sit in the fence. You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And it's the same with trans community. Yeah, you can sit there and you can hide all your life. But to be honest, it's miserable. It's horrible. Because all you are doing is fighting your own inner demons through the whole experience going, shit, I hate myself. But if I change, I lose so much. And I can understand it. I really can. Losing so much is beyond all measurable pain. It really is. It's... it's it's excruciating to lose everything that you once had to ending up with nothing. 
But at the same time, when you finally release that that pain, that anguish, that that confusion, that chaos, and you step away, who's left supporting you is the important people. Who's left being your friends is the ones that count. And that's where we should draw our happiness from. Yes, we lose family. But when you lose family, and this goes for my family. I know that some of them probably listen to my podcast now. Um, when you lose family, it becomes that cathartic moment where you have you end up looking at the relationship that you had with each and every one of them. Um, and it, it really can be a very difficult um, moment where it's that that carthotic um, revelation hits you that really that isn't a big of lo- big of a loss. You know, um, I know some families that have been torn apart when a person did say they were, they were trans and that person felt so alone because they were so connected to their family. Their family was a really tight knit nuclear family that really helped each other out in good times and in bad times. They stayed in contact. But when that person finally said, Hey, you know, all my life. Everything has not worked for me. It's worked for everybody else, but not for me. And then the family falls to to complete shambles. And I've also seen so many people tell that person, oh, don't worry, in time they'll come around. I don't know if that's honestly true. And I don't know if we should support that kind of fallacy. Um, because that, that means you're going to have a false hope. And if you continue with this false hope that, that, you know, your once loved ones will finally accept you for who you are and 10 years down the road, they've never accepted you. It, each year, each day, each second adds more sadness to the fact that you've lost them. Yeah, it's a rude awakening when you're losing that person and you feel, fuck me, they're gone. They're out of my life. And and you have to come to terms with it. You have to look at it and say, you know, gosh, I wish they wouldn't have left. Or gosh, you know, I still wish that I could talk to my family. I wish I could talk to the ones I loved. But they don't love me. And, and that's really difficult for people to quite grasp. I mean, when we're talking about being honest as a trans person, you're talking, this is crystal clear. You're stepping out of the most safe place that you possibly could have been, which is your shadow. Because I'm not going to say it's your closet. Your, your shadow is safer. Um, and you're stepping out of that. And you're saying, world, look at me. Let the light shine on me now. And the shadow becomes corporal, and people have to face that, and they don't like it. 
but it isn't about them. It's solely about you and how you how you respond to what happens in your world is up to you. Let's you lose all those friends, but like I said, you, what stands left is that 10% who are the best. And the best of the best is still better than 90% of the fake ones or the semi friends or the or anything. When I finally stepped out of the shadows and I said, this is me. At what I used to be a strong member of a church. It was an all it was really was an act because it wasn't really strong. I was as weak as could be because I, honestly, I really didn't believe in all of it. I had a lot of struggles with it. And I had a lot of questions that they were never willing to answer. And I struggled. And then I struggled with the fact that I was trans. And, and they didn't like that either. So I didn't say anything. I, I just tried to keep it quiet. Though it's not always sick. <laughs> so successful at being quiet when you're trans and you're hiding and certain people know and they spill the beans. You know, you, you end up struggling. And that that's really so very difficult in that hiding hole where you think you have it all, but you don't have it all. You don't have anything. I, I can't stress it enough to say that, you know, you want a whole different um, existence. And then when you do, you find out that people don't want you to have that existence. They want you to be the same as you've always been. But they don't realize the pain and the anguish that surrounds your life. And they don't really give a damn. And that's, that's what's really difficult to quite grasp. Is when you realize that people don't give a damn for how you've been living. They don't give a damn about the fact that you've been suffering. All they want is themselves to be happy and content. And that's, that's not how life is meant to be lived. It really isn't. It's not meant to be so stressful. And people, I, I've been asked several times, you know, how do you how do you think God would look at you? And I, and and I and I I honestly don't think he gives a flying fuck. I spent enough time on my knees. I really did. I spent enough time praying over things that didn't change. So, yeah, it was, it's a hard existence. It really, really is. And until you are able to grab hold of whom you are, it's still going to be difficult.
and accepting that whole thing that it gets better, it fucking doesn't. Let's just be rude and honest to our own self. It doesn't get better. I still don't have a job. I still don't have that 90% of those old friends back. And I still don't have 95% of my family talking to me. That's the honest truth. They just want me to be exactly like them. And it's never going to be. It can't be. Because it never was. And I think the sooner that we as a community start to accept that in our transition, the, the better we are at coming to peace with the terms that are set forth by those around us. We don't control how they feel. We never have. We can't. They made their choices. You made your choice. Your choice was not a fact of you being trans. Your choice was the fact of being honest or tightly wound, uh, neurotic, and falling to bits inside while you try to hold it together on the outside. And you play a part that you know is nothing but a lie. You know that there is nothing you can do to solve it. It's very difficult for people to grasp those feelings. Unless they have walked a mile in your shoes. I know I've talked about in the past how it feels to be outed as well. Uh, that was the worst experience I've felt in a very long time. And I've had some pretty shitty experiences. But being outed by other family members. Oh my gosh. You know, you, you trust certain family members with something that is dear to your life and to you a, a secret at that time. And then somebody spills the beans purposely because they don't like who you are. It really cuts you deep into your core. And I think if, you, if, if you're listening to my broadcasts and you're not trans and you're hearing this about this. Outing is so very horrible. It really does cause pain. It's not just emotional pain. It's physical pain because you feel it. You're feeling that sense of a loss all the time. And that emotional pain is, you know you'll never get that opportunity to return back to normal. And I've... I've I'm sure it sounds like I'm banging on a drum or I'm beating the dead horse here, but I wish, honestly wished that my two sisters would not have outed me. They didn't have to say anything. They didn't even have to say they liked or anything. They could have just walked away. And I would have had more respect for those two individuals had they done it. 
I, I wouldn't have struggled with finding it in my heart to forgive them. Because I, I believe the more that you carry the poison of hatred, divisiveness, and just negative feelings altogether, I think that in, it, the longer you carry that, the more it poisons your body the more that you find that you are unable to reach that sense of peace that you truly deserve. Because that is very difficult, not having that sense of peace, not having that sense of owning the emotions that belong to you. Yeah, you can't fix the outing. You will never fix it. Once the cat is out of the bag because somebody felt the need to say what they said, you can't fix it. You, you, you just can't. And yeah, I, like I've said, all I have to hear from those two individuals is I am a sorry I am so sorry. And you know, I'd wash my hands. I'd be like, yeah, not a problem. But there's other things they've done wrong besides that. But when it comes down to it, that's okay. That's, you know, that's the way it's going to be. You know, one of the sisters, instead of talking to me, has decided that talking to my ex-partner about me and about the kids is more important than actually just talking to me. And that is very, very sad. It's very difficult to look at and say, gosh, why did you go and do that? These are the cold, hard realities of being trans that a lot of people don't see. They don't realize how toxic they have become. I don't know if talking about them would solve the problem. I don't know if them hearing or anyone hearing how I'm saying it is a problem and how it impacts a person's life would solve it. We're going to take a break. I'll be right back. Hope you have a drink. Um, as I was saying, I don't know if it would solve a problem because... It's not, it's not my problem, but it is. Um, how, and, and how would that problem be resolved by a person saying they were sorry for their actions? Because the amount of destruction when you out somebody is unforeseeable. You will never know how much damage you will cause. The pain, the anguish, 
after that act, you will never understand because you've never been in the person's shoes. And sadly, some of us that are trans, like I, I have a, a friend who finally, after getting divorced, came out with the truth. And as a result, their ex-partner has poisoned the children against them. And people say, oh, no, you can't poison the children. Believe me, you can poison the children. And you can do it in such a way that... Um, that the courts will not figure it out. And you really don't even have to say anything. Because I've read what this person said and what's being done to her. And you look at it and you go, oh my gosh, you know. What a horrible um, experience for anyone doesn't matter who they are to go through because it is so difficult for those people to survive it. She lost her work. Her two children won't talk to her. She lost her house. She lost it all. I know what that feels like. I understand what it feels like. And the longer a person doesn't seek forgiveness from a person that they've outed or at least acknowledge that they fucked up, the more difficult it becomes to deal with that person. The more solid your resolve becomes that you don't want to be around them. You could even you even get to the point where you wish you would have never had them in your life. And I think that's the hardest thing to say. Because I don't I look at my children and I know that as children grow up they drift apart from each other. Because they're not friends, they're family. And that does happen. There is a select few that, that become amazing family members together. That do things that, that they, they care about the other person's life to a point that it's magical. I have a friend that has that kind of relationship with his brothers and sisters. And they are like on the phone on a regular basis, talking to each other, seeing how things are going. If something goes wrong, they know about it. If something's going right, they know about it. If if it's a Sunday, they may be having a wonderful, you know, uh, barbecue as a family. Not just a brother and sister. The whole family gets together for like a barbecue. 
or a family dinner, an, an extended family dinner, the way it should be, you know, the way that you build a good, strong family um, unit. And it's sad, if not shameful, when you look at how everything is going and you realize that it is not that way for your life. And it never will be again. Or if it ever was. I do feel a sense of huge loss when it comes to my sister's. But you have to also make that choice to which is it worth cutting or trimming the fat or getting rid of the poison or whatever to exist happily with whom you are and face the sadness of that loss. You can do it long, you can do it over time by thinking that things will get better. And trying to kid yourself into the fact that it's going to get better. But when reality says most of the time it never even comes close to better. Yeah, it doesn't ever come back. It's the boomerang that got thrown and gets lost in the bush. Because it isn't coming back. I'm very thankful that I have a nephew that talks to me. At least I have one person that I'm connected to. I have a daughter in the U.S. Whom I did a lot for. But I also didn't do a lot for. I wasn't a very good father to that to three kids. I was more just a sperm donor. And I made a lot of mistakes, but I was very mentally not there. I was not emotionally there. I was not mentally there. I was not physically there. I was just not there. And that includes myself. I was fighting a lot of that time, my own inner demons. And I worked my butt off to try and take care of a legal issue with this one daughter. That she said something had happened, which really didn't happen. But it, it really caused a lot of problems for my ex-partner and her spouse at the time. Um, and, you know, I feel sorry for them. I don't think it did their relationship any good. To have someone running around and saying that. Because they had to pay for legal defense too. And later I found out, I just called my daughter on it and said, you know, I think you lied. I think you told everybody a story. Just so you could get what you wanted. And she goes, yeah, I did. And she goes, because I didn't like living there. And I'm like, well, you know. Should have told the truth. Should have been honest 
We tell our children honest is the best policy. We tell our children that, you know, I'd rather you be honest with me that you did something wrong than have me find it out later. And when I finally figured out what my daughter had done, it was devastating because a lot of money, and I do mean a lot of money, was spent by so many people. So many professional lives were thrown into um, a tailspin. And so much manipulation was done from a child to adults. And she played a very good part in it. And I'm still shocked to this day. But she cut me off as a parent, even though I did everything I could from that point on. And then she locked me out of her life. But luckily enough, I am pretty savvy when it comes to technology and, and such. I still keep an eye on her. I still hope the best for her. And that's not just a parent thing. That's more of a, of a forgiveness thing. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'll still forgive you. I made mistakes. You've made some horrible mistakes, and I try. It is a shocking revelation that these are parts of my life that echo so many other trans persons' lives. Where does that set us at as a, as a community of the human race? Well, for a lot of people that turn their backs on a person who's trans, well, you're not a very nice person. In fact, you're just downright nasty. And what does it look like as far as the world is concerned? Well, it takes the shine off of it. We take off our beer bottle glasses and we look and see what we are surrounded by, and we do not like it. Yet we wear whatever you wish to say about us. You say we're gay, we're lesbian, we're faggots or dykes, or you say that we're trannies or she-males or he-she's. It just goes on and it just proves more of the same thing. That people are horrible to people that are not the same. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say for today. 
I'm not down. I'm not depressed. I'm just, you know, wishing things weren't the way they were. Or wishing things aren't the way they are. How is that? It would be nice to have a close-knit family. It would be nice to have the blessings of the ability to listen to the song Imagine by Julian by John Lennon and think that's my family. That's the beauty of my family. That we are who we are, but we love each other for who we are. It would be simply divine. Look, this is a very difficult subject to hear sometimes. And sometimes it can be very triggering. Especially to younger people. So if you need help, there is help out there. Men's line, lifeline, crisis line, Q life. They're out there for you. Some of them have web uh, chats who will just listen to what you have to say through a web chat. A lot of them just do phones, though. But if you're needing help, avail yourselves. Talk it out. You know, if you have to talk it out with someone in person, do it, please. Because to me... I may not know you, and I may never get to meet you, but I sincerely hope that you find the peace within yourself to carry on to be as honest as you are right now. Even if you're not trans, I hope that you're able to find that peace within yourself to be as honest as a trans person. Because it's pretty damn amazing. Well, we'll talk to you later. And have a nice day.